Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I'm excited about today's podcast, and I'll tell you why. There's something I need to nip in the bud right now today, and this very well might become one of the most recommended podcast episodes, the one that I recommend people start with or listen to because this is the topic and the advice and the awareness that so many people need. My inbox has been overflowing with emails that include comments and statements like these. I'm struggling and I really can't seem to pull it together. Or I know what to do, but every day I just don't do it. Or I have this vacation coming up and I'm really anxious about it because I always make terrible choices when I'm on vacation. Or I'm so good for a couple of days, but then I totally blow it. There's one thing that all of these comments have in common, and I've made every single one of these comments before. There's one thing they all have in common, and that is negative expectations of yourself. You expect to do poorly. You expect to make bad choices. You expect to let yourself down. You expect to struggle. You expect to fail. Today, we're going to talk about the science and psychology behind this. This is sometimes referred to as the Rosenthal effect or the Pygmalion effect. We're going to talk about it, but in short, this is what it tells us. Low expectations lead to low performance. High expectations lead to high performance. You can probably see the problem with the examples that I shared with you a minute ago. If you have low expectations of yourself, of your behavior, of your choices, that is the problem. We focus on the behavior, we focus on the choices, but the problem is with the expectations. Low expectations lead to low performance. So if you aren't satisfied with your choices or your performance or your progress, I'm going to make a kind of reliable bet that Your expectations are what need the work. Let me give you a little bit of the backstory of what we know to be true from research. It started with rats, but I'm going to skip over the rat stuff and go right to the humans. So researchers wanted to see what factors influence how children perform in school. Because some children, regardless of their IQ, thrive and improve and get better and Others don't, right? And researchers have long since acknowledged that IQ tests can be a problem when they lead to labeling, independent of grades or performance, right? 
kids that are assumed to be smart, regardless, you know how some kids, they do really poorly in school, but people will say they're really a genius. It's just that they're bored. And those kids actually tend to do better over time because of the labeling. The smart kids, the not so smart kids, the kids with lots of potential, the kids who probably don't have much potential. It's less about grades and less about IQ and more about labeling and expectations and how we treat children based on their labels, based on what we expect of them, right? In short, Kids who people believe are, quote unquote, born genius geniuses or just naturally bright, even when they're getting not so stellar grades, they're treated differently and they are given more or different opportunities than the kid at the bottom of the IQ totem pole, even if that kid at the bottom of the IQ totem pole is doing better in terms of their performance or their grades. If a kid is labeled as slow The environment, the classroom, the teachers, the staff, the parents, they're not as likely to offer as many intellectually nurturing experiences relative to someone who is labeled as intelligent or gifted or smart. So let's get to Rosenthal's research, which I think is really fascinating. And then we will boil it down to what does this mean for you? He's known for his research on expectancy effects or the effects based on what we expect. So they did this research in an elementary school where kids took intelligence tests, basically. And after they did so, after they took the intelligence tests, the researcher, Rosenthal and his partner, he gave the name of 20% of the students to the teachers and basically said, hey, this group of kids, these 20%, Based on their test results, they show unusual potential for intellectual growth in the short term. So basically, these kids are about to have breakthroughs. They are on the cusp. They have high potential for intellectual growth. They are really going to bloom academically this year. But they were told, the teachers were told, you can't tell anybody about this. We don't want the kids to know. We don't want the other kids to know. Just kind of behave as you normally would. Just know that these students, this 20% of the class, they're really going to bloom and thrive academically this year. All right? Well, unbeknownst to the teachers, the IQ test wasn't really an IQ test. It didn't indicate anything special about this 20% at all. They were just randomly picking 20% to see what would happen to these students based solely on the expectation of their teachers. Well, sure enough, eight months later, those 20% of students who were told to be intellectually about to blossom, they did dramatically better than the other 80% of the students. They were given more opportunities. The teacher had high expectations. High expectations lead to higher performance. And this phenomenon, these expectancy effects, have been demonstrated not just in elementary students, but in higher education, in the Air Force Academy, over and over and over again. The facts have proven that when we expect more, we see a higher level of performance. And when we expect less, we see a lower level of performance. And as I mentioned, this is also called the Pygmalion effect. It's saying that if you think you can't achieve very much, you won't. 
And if you think you can, you will. And it goes back to that age-old quote, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. So this kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If the students were believed to be on the edge of academic success, boom, they are going to do really well. And if they are not, well, then they are not. And this isn't just true of students. And it isn't just true of other people's expectations. It's true with ourselves, our own expectations of ourselves. We also see this prove to be true with our colleagues, with our spouses, with our kids. Another way to think about this in relation to other people and our expectations, the way we act towards other people depends on how we perceive them and influences how they behave, right? So their behavior is influenced by our expectations of them, right? If we think someone is rude, we will act differently, maybe be more standoffish, more distant, maybe less friendly, and that impacts their behavior. They might be more cold, less warm, less friendly, and that is a result of how we expect them to be. We treat them differently based on how we expect them to be, right? As a part of this whole process, we expect and we look for particular behaviors in other people based on our expectations. And then we ignore what we don't expect because we want to confirm our suspicions. We want to confirm our own expectations, right? We do this with ourselves. We look for and expect certain behaviors of ourselves. And then we want to confirm our suspicions. We want to prove ourselves right. So when you focus on how you always screw things up, when you focus on how you're inconsistent, how everything is so hard, how you have two good days and three bad days, you always make terrible choices on the weekends, you're looking subconsciously to prove yourself right and you do. I say all the time to my Fat Loss Fast Track clients, you can't exceed your own expectations. So if you want to improve your performance, improve your expectations, right? The Pygmalion effect, the Rosenthal effect, the expectation effect, call it what you will, basically states that higher expectations lead to an increase in performance. Higher expectations lead to an increase in performance. I recently had a friend who was working on starting a business. And he was very doubtful of his abilities and very doubtful that it would work. Negative about all of the setbacks and frustrations and roadblocks. And I noticed my expectations of him started to kind of drop. Like, dude, if he has this attitude now, there's no way that he is going to get there. And that came across when he would share with me his frustrations. I'd be like, yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of part of the business. And if you're not okay with that, how do you think you're going to handle bigger roadblocks down the road? And then I realized, wait, a powerful way for me to influence this situation is to raise my expectations of him. And so I started to congratulate him on the smallest of wins, the tiniest little baby steps. Dude, that's awesome. 
you are seriously making progress. Honest to God, it's these slow and steady things like I'm really impressed with your consistency. I know it doesn't feel like much is happening, but even though that's the situation you feel like you're in, you're still moving forward. You're still making moves. And that's how you make big things happen. Most people don't do that. Most people would have stopped by now. Most people would have a really crappy attitude, but you are forging ahead. My elevated expectations of him, seeing him at his potential, changed his performance. He was like, yeah, I am taking action. Yeah, I am taking baby steps. Yeah, I am forging ahead. We can do that with ourselves. Higher expectations lead to an increase in performance. So let me ask you, what do you expect of yourself? How do you expect that you will behave in certain situations? If your expectations are low, I always overeat when I go out, or once I start drinking, all bets are off. My weekends are a total disaster. Oh, the week before I start my period, I eat everything that isn't nailed down. Those expectations will create that reality. They will influence your performance. Positive impact, positive expectations are going to influence your performance positively, and negative expectations will influence your performance negatively. So what are you creating through your expectations? If you want to improve your behavior or your choices or your outcomes, Improve your expectations of yourself, of your choices, of your habits. Simple things. I'm in control of what I put in my mouth. And every day, I am determined to make a slightly better choice, right? I'm looking for chances to make myself proud. I'm practicing patience every day. I am becoming a more disciplined person. Today, I will be more positive or more disciplined or more focused than I was yesterday. More and more often, I am choosing what makes me feel healthy instead of what makes me feel bad. I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm trying. This doesn't mean you need to blow smoke. It doesn't mean you have to say things that are not true. You don't have to say, I only make great choices. I'm lean and I'm fit and everything is wonderful. But I expect that I am learning. I expect that I am trying. I expect that I see opportunities and that I focus on chances to grow instead of on what's hard. I focus on what is right instead of on what is wrong, right? I'm fresh in each moment and I'm paying more attention. This can be used not only on yourself, but with your spouse, with your children, with your coworkers, right? If you tell your kid or you're always saying about your kid, they have no sense of time. They are always late. I'm always hurrying them along. The kid's like, I'm always late. That's how I go. Yeah, so mom's screaming that we need to leave, but I'm always late. And so that expectation influences their performance. Or if you always say that your spouse is so insensitive, right? They never think about my feelings. They live into that expectation. So if you want to improve their performance, improve your expectations and vocalize them and act accordingly. Wow, that was so thoughtful. You're so thoughtful. You made me feel special in a way that was just really amazing. Thank you for that. They will live into and up to that expectation and so will you. This is most powerful with yourself. Low expectations lead to low performance and high expectations lead to high performance. I expect 
that I will go to the gym every day. And so I do. If my expectation is I'm inconsistent, I mean, I'll have like a good few days and then I just won't go for a few weeks. If that's my expectation, that impacts my performance, right? I recently shared with you guys my shower technique, which sounds somewhat different than what it actually is. In the shower every day, I ask and answer, what chances do I have today? What does it look like today for me to take great care of myself? I used to worry in the shower. I have to get this done and that done, and I'd replay frustrating conversations or worries or what ifs, right? Now, I focus during the entire length of my shower on the choices that exist today or that I can create today to take great care of myself. That is expecting that I will show up for myself, expecting that I will seek out opportunities to take care of myself, expecting myself to try and to grow, to work hard, to love myself in actions and in words. I am setting positive and high expectations every day. The other day in uh, one of my Fat Loss Fast Track Facebook groups, one of my clients shared an Elizabeth Gilbert quote that says, you have to participate relentlessly in the manifestation of your own blessings. You have to participate relentlessly in the manifestation of your own blessings, right? And I love that and I love the idea behind it. We can't just want things or wish for things or hope for things or think that one day they'll come to us if we think about it long enough. You have to participate. You have to take action. You have to do things and do so relentlessly every day, whether you feel like it or you don't, whether you're in the mood or you're not, whether you're seeing the results or you aren't. So I responded back to her and I said, I absolutely love this quote. And I said, the first thing it makes me think is, so Elizabeth, How will I participate today? What will I do today to participate relentlessly in the manifestation of what I want? Because it's not going to come to me because I want it or I think I deserve it or because I'm a good person. I have to participate and I have to participate relentlessly. And a lot of this comes down to what we expect. If you expect it to be hard, you'll be right. If you expect that you're inconsistent, hello, That's why you're inconsistent. If you expect to struggle, you will struggle. So if you want to improve your performance, improve your expectations. I love you guys. I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.